This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Burke. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Today, we're going to be talking about distractions or the dangers of being distracted. Right. Uh, and really, we're talking about being distracted uh, from what we should be doing or what God's telling us to do or any good thing in our life. We get distracted with other things and we don't end up finishing what we started. I know. You know? Yeah, sure, sure. We get easily distracted. That's so we sure. can. And I'm going to give you the definition of distraction. It's uh, not that people don't know what it is, but I looked this up. Something that makes it difficult to pay attention or draws attention away from familiar or everyday concerns, mental or emotional disturbance, agitation, or confusion. That's the definition of distraction. You know, we get distracted as Christians. Um, we mean well. We're, our intent is good. And this happens to me all the time. I get into my prayer room and I'm we're gonna, all serious, right? We're going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'll tell you. You better watch out. So I, get, I start praying, you know, and praying a little bit. And then I look out the window and I see something going on and I'm like, oh my God, look at that. That's all broken. That tree limb's <laughs> broken off of there and that. And he, next thing you know, I'm outside cutting the tree limb down. When I, when I didn't even finish what I went in there to do. The tree, tree limb will be there tomorrow. That it, it, it's like a distraction. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it takes a strength in praying. God, don't let me get distracted. God strengthen me in this. I want to be strong, you know. And we get distracted. You know, even if we say, okay, we're not going to take our cell, cell phones into the room. We're just going to go in and not have any distractions or no computers, no nothing. And then there's always something you see. You almost have to keep your eyes closed and, you know, pray, play it like a worship song or something and focus on those words to stay. You know, that you happens know. to me. I come, uh, sometimes I come out here to the set to pray because God's presence is here. So it's a good place good place to pray. Now, there's no windows, right? So you can't look out the window. So I take my cell phone in case you need me or something, right? Right. So next thing I know, I'm on the phone talking to somebody. <laughs> I know. I walked in to see what's taking him so long, and he's talking to somebody. And it's like, what happened to me? Why am I distracted so easily? Yeah. You know, I, know. I don't know. But you know what? All you can do with the distractions is fight it as best as you can. But it could be really dangerous, and then we're going to show you why. You know, Al, I remember we are at a church service, um, I don't know, a few months back, and they were having a baby dedication. And, you know, the grandparents and the moms were up there with the baby. And the mom was holding the baby. She was about maybe about, I don't know, six, seven months old. And, and so the mom was standing there waiting for her turn, you know, and uh, and the baby starts tearing on her hair and just twirling her hair and pushing her hair and then the face on the, and she'd go like that and the baby she's trying to pay attention to the minister and the baby's just pulling well the grandmother is over here now the baby is laser focused on that hair like i'm just gonna do whatever i want to do with this hair she was having fun with her mom's hair but it was annoying to the mom she was trying to focus so the grandmother noticed this, who was standing, thank God for grandmas, I'm telling you, I'm one. Amen. And she noticed it, and she, it was an instinct on the grandmother's part, you could see. She immediately took the baby's hand, and she started munching on the hand. And so the baby 
turned her eyes away from the mother and and looked at the grandmother and got totally entrenched in what the grandmother was doing and never went back to the hair. You know, and that's that's an example of it. It worked with the baby. She immediately turned to the grandmother and forgot all about pulling her mom's hair. She started doing one thing and ended up doing another. And this is what I want to get to. We're going to go to the scriptures. We have a book bundle package just for you. The first book is God's Not Mad at You. And Al, you're really, really you know, strong on this one, aren't you? When you get a revelation that God's not mad at you, in fact, he thinks you're the greatest, he's well pleased with you at all times, it frees you to be what God has called you to be in this life. And you can be a servant of the Most High God and be a blessing to others all around you. This is an important book and it's part of this great bundle. Absolutely. The second one we have is No More Regret, No More Fear. God told me a lot long time ago that my children live in the regrets of the past and the what-ifs of the future. You know what? In, in light of how much God loves me, there's no time to have regret. That's right. God no. is just, right. he's just moving on. That's it's exactly awesome. right. We shouldn't look back and we shouldn't fear the future. I'm not looking back. I'm just looking ahead for the good things that God has for me. That's right. And the last one is get rid of that anxiety with God right by your side. You do not have to fight anxiety by yourself, right? No, this is a great book and there's a lot of great information in here. It, it's just freeing and you'll just walk in peace. Yeah, and you'll this. learn and you'll learn to be free from it rather than just coping with anxiety. Right. There's no coping with God. You're free, and that's the way he made us through Jesus. Yes, and these go hand in hand, so please go to victorylifeministries.org and get your bundle today. This is uh, let me read this. Jesus returned to Galilee. The crowds were overjoyed for they had been waiting for him to arrive. Just then, and this is the uh, the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Just then a man named Jairus fell before Jesus's feet. He begged him to come and heal his 12-year-old daughter who was at the point of death. So the man's desperate. Jesus is walking, the man's desperate. He comes up to him and Jesus it says that Jesus started going with the man. And there was no question. He said, okay, let's go. And now Jesus himself was incredibly focused on following this man to the home. So there was a large crowd and everything. And in the crowd, there was a woman who suffered 12 years bleeding. And she, she tried all the doctors. She now has no money. Uh, the doctors were sort of very barbaric at that time. And they actually made her condition worse. And she was just at wit's end. And she said, if I could just touch this man's garment, Jesus, I'm going to be healed. She said that with her mouth. That was her confession. And so she did that. And Jesus felt that in all that crowd and said, someone touched me. Who is it? Now, remember, Jairus is with Jesus heading to his daughter to stop her from dying. And he stops and he goes, somebody touch me. Who is this? And, you know, the disciples came around and says, you got to be kidding. They said, there's so many people around you. How are we going to ever find out who touched you? And he said, yes, I know, but I felt power surge through me. It was the woman's faith that activated the answer from Jesus. Just remember that. It's your faith that activates what Jesus already did and provided for you. So he said, somebody touched me to be healed, and they got their healing. And it, he was like, who is it? 
And the woman realized this, that she couldn't hide any longer. And she said, you know, it was me. I was desperate to touch you, um, you know, and I knew that if I touched you, I would be healed. Okay, this is all going on. Can you imagine, J. Iris, just standing there, just waiting? I can't believe this guy is doing something else when he's supposed to come to my house and heal my daughter. So Jesus starts talking to the woman. He says, beloved daughter, your faith in me released your healing. You may go with peace. That's what he told her. So I'm sure Jairus was like getting a little, anyway, he was probably anxious. And you know what? It seems like Jesus, Al, was distracted. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It seems like he was distracted. So, you know, I I know that Jairus was upset and he was anxious and time was of the essence, but his daughter was dying. Yeah. And it's like, you better hurry up before she dies. I almost think Jesus did this on purpose, but maybe not. It doesn't say. You know, in other words, he almost like delayed it just to show him that whether she's alive or not doesn't matter. Yeah, he did that in Lazarus, but he here he was actually, he felt something. Right. You know, and he had well, to Well, it's like you said, time was of the essence here. You know, my daughter's dying. Are you going to get here? I mean, hurry up. Yeah. Right? Go heal that other lady anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I know you always say in your own life, it's like God, uh, you know, when you get worried about something, God goes, is something wrong? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's so cool, calm, cool, and collected, it's like... You know, it's like, I got this handled. You'll be fine. Yeah. And here, Jesus spends time with this woman, or at least enough time for the daughter to die. Right. Because here's what happened. And I'm going to read this. This is just amazing. Yeah, I know. While Jesus was still speaking to the woman, he's still talking to her. Okay? Someone came from Jairus's house and told them, there's no need to bother the master any further. Your daughter has passed away. She's gone. Okay? Before the man could say anything, Jesus said, don't fear, only believe. And Jesus tells you that too, in anything that might happen to you, any trial you might be facing, anything, any fear, any worry, he tells you, don't fear, don't worry, just have faith, you know? So he said to this man, don't yield to fear. He knew what he was feeling. The man was speechless. He said, have faith in me and she will live again. You know, if you got, if anybody out there has a a son or a daughter that is wayward and they don't want anything to do with your gospel or the gospel of Jesus and they've turned against you too, Jesus is saying, have faith in me and don't fear. I will take care of your kid. The only job you have is to trust him to do it. You have to let that sink in. That's your job. Your job isn't to try to fix your kid. Your job is to trust God to do it. Let him do it. I mean, we fail every time anyway, you know? We have to labor to enter into his rest. It's work to rest in God and just trust. It really is. And for Jairus, that had to be very hard for him to sit and wait Mm, and trust. And I would have said, you see, she's dead. Yeah, I know. You know, I would have anyway, said the rest of the story was that he healed the girl. But here's what I wanted to say. It appears that Jesus got distracted. I'm going to tell you my story, and this is true, and this happened recently, maybe the last few months. Uh, you know, I was getting 
you know, the Lord was just pumping out for, for a season, so much revelation uh, in my heart. And uh, in fact, a book came out of it because he gave me so much revelation through the book of James that, that we wrote this book about it. And uh, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. And then I found out after a while that I wasn't really receiving that revelation that I normally do and things weren't coming to me as quick. And uh, I, you know, I had to ask God, you know, I started questioning my own self and I started not questioning my salvation, of course, but I was questioning, am I even doing what you want us to do? We do these TV shows. We, we write books. Am I even doing what you want me to do? I, I got so far off you know, that I was starting to ask him and I was becoming lazy. Okay. And I went to the Lord and asked him, I mean, we're, Al and I are called to do this and we're called to mature the body of Christ. And we are discipling Christians as God told us to. But during that low time, I was actually thinking of even changing our message and not changing it to something like heresy, but changing it to more relevant topics of the day. Now, we don't do these shows live, and we don't do them. They don't go on the week after I, I, we do them. They go on a couple of months after we tape them, film them. So what I'm trying to say is it wouldn't be relevant to the time, so we really couldn't do that anyway. But I was actually thinking, maybe I should talk about more topics of the day, you know, um, but at the same time, this is in 2022, I had been listening for two years to all sorts of different men of God, prophets of God, okay, uh, um, natural realists out there uh, talking about what they thought about the election and what they thought about COVID and what they thought about. This is all good information, bringing light and truth to people. They lie to us, but I'm getting truth from these prophets of God and these people of God, and I was very much into it. And I, and I said to the Lord, I said, What's, why are you not giving me any, any revelation anymore? And he said to me, because you've been distracted. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, you're watching all this stuff. There's nothing wrong with watching a couple a week or whatever it is, you know, but, but you're really entrenched in this so much that you kind of lost your way. And he said, I've called you to one thing to teach the body of Christ and mature the body of Christ with thy word, but you are over here doing another thing. And my revelation, he said, is where you and I started, Angie, over here. He said, but you're over here. And, you know, he can't get revelation to you if you're distracted with something other than what he told you to do. So I got distracted. So God was good enough to show it to me. But now, Al, we're going to go back to the story and we're going to see what happened. Was he really distracted by the woman with the issue of blood? That's what I want to get to. It seems like Jesus got distracted. No, Jesus was not distracted. He was interrupted. And those are two different things. Very much so. Two different things. Because there's a difference. Because being distracted is going from one thing to something totally right. different. And your mind is off of that first thing. And now it's on the second thing. But Jesus never got his mind off the Jairus' daughter. You know, that's why he was so calm and cool and collected. And he wasn't in a rush. Because he knew that he was going to heal Jairus's daughter. He was so cool. He was just cool as a cucumber. He didn't sweat it. 
because he wasn't distracted. Here's why he wasn't distracted, because he went back, because he was still doing the same thing. He was still healing. He was in the healing business, Al, and he healed this woman with the issue of blood and went back to what he was healing before. He went back to the woman. I mean, this is all in the same realm of what he was called to do for that day. He was called to heal. Okay, and he was still doing what his father called him to do. When I was going to switch it, I was going to change it. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. You know, it looks like Jesus was distracted, but he really wasn't. Jesus is on it. He's not going to come off of it. He just interruptions. He was interrupted. But we get distracted, and when right. you get interrupted. Like, you know, I was talking about how I look out the window and there's a limb and next thing you know, I get distracted and I'm out the door. That's distracted. But if I was on it hard and, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, nothing would matter. I'm just totally focused on this and it wouldn't, it would interrupt my time. Well, if I came in and knocked on the door right. and interrupted you, you would answer my question but then you would go right back to right. what you were doing. That's what Jesus did. That's an interruption, but a distraction is when the next thing you know, you're outside. You're doing something else. You're doing something else. And it takes away from right. your time. And you always say that. That happens to you a lot. Yeah, it happens to me a lot. I mean, you know, you're just praying about something, and it's like, well, I prayed about this plenty. And um, you get distracted. And everyone gets distracted. Don't think you're bad or you're wrong. Or there's what's wrong with me. I always get distracted. Everyone gets distracted. The devil's always trying to distract people. It's what he does. It's just pick up the pieces of what you're doing and just get back up and just get back to what God had called you to do, praying or whatever you're you're working on. Just do the best you can to get on it. Distractions are going to come. Interruptions are going to come. And that's it. It's going to come. Just focus as hard as you can on it. Yeah. The thing that I was doing, though, I was slowly uh, being permanently distracted. Like I was going to actually change the message. You know, and Jesus, he didn't switch from healing to selling hamburgers. He, he went from talking to Jairus and going to his daughter to heal her to healing somebody else. So he was still staying in his lane. He just got interrupted. And that's the difference. But you got to watch because you get distracted so much that you never end up finishing what God set you out to do. And, and you have to do that. And a lot of times, you know, you tell people you'll do something and then you never step up to the plate and do it. Or you never call them and say, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. Or let's, let's, okay, let's do this. No, you get distracted with the, the cares of this world, the cares in this life. It can overwhelm you. I get it, you know, but we have to make sure we get back into our lane. God's a forgiving God. He understands you get distracted, but uh, me, it was a little bit more dangerous. I was literally, I was literally putting a plug into what God filled me to do. I have a supply inside of me. We all do. And I was stopping up that supply because I made a decision to be over here just because it was like itchy ears. It was like something that I really wanted to hear. And it was like, what's going to happen next? And, you know, a lot of the church is aware of this. And a lot of the church people are listening to these people and everything. And you could do it. That's fine. But stay in your lane as far as get right back to what God's told you to do. I well, want to say. Well, for sure, persecution is a distraction. That's part of why yes. the devil does it. 
but I did this on purpose. It was my choice. See, persecution comes to you. You don't ask for that. But I literally was choosing to spend more and more time in this arena where it got me off of that. And that's what you have to be careful of. Getting distracted by looking out the window is one thing. But getting distracted because you decided to, you know, go the other way is another. And you really have to be careful that you just stay in your own lane. You know, I'm reading this book uh, by Denise Renner called Unstoppable. And it's so good because she starts out by saying, we are all joints in the body of Christ connected to one another. And every joint has a supply. And no matter what you've done in the past, or matter what you have been has been done to you in the past, you need to forget your past and move on because you have a supply to give. And sometimes people will come against you, even family members that don't like what you're doing because they remember the old you. And you have to just press forward and go on and not be distracted by them. Andrew gives a a a, a a little visual of you're running a race and you're on the track and there are people on the sidelines and they're yelling at you and they're screaming at you and they're bringing up things that you did and they're yeah and you're running this race for God we all are and you stop running you get off the track and you go to them to try to prove things to them and try to have an argument right arguing and Andrew said don't even bother just keep running your race even if you win the argument you're losing the race. That's right. If you have a verbal argument That's with the guy good. and you win the argument, right? That is the good. race is going on and it's going by you and you're going to lose. And you got completely distracted. You got completely That's distracted. That's what the devil does. He distracts. That's right. And anybody that comes against you is another means of distraction. And just make sure you just stay on target. You know, it, it, you know and remember this. God is not the author of confusion. So, Al, whenever we're confused... We have to know this is not God. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And we need to go to him like I did. And I said, I'm confused. I'm not getting any of this revelation. And I was doing it to myself. So just be aware of it. Seek the Lord and ask him because we can be distracted by many things. The enemy is always trying to get us to get our minds off of Jesus and onto other things. Well, then that's just what he does. He's got to create something that causes you to go over there. Stop running the race, go up into the bleachers, and start having an argument. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and even if you win the argument, you know, in other words, you were pretty good at you were smart, you handled it, you're losing because you're right. not doing what God's called you to do. Wow, that is so good. You know, I think of Paul and Silas when they were in prison. My mm-hmm. God, it was a terrible thing for them. And that was a distraction from what they were doing. I mean, they got thrown in prison. And now they're completely right, right. Sometimes things come to you and you can't help it. But also, uh, I like to say, why not get distracted by God? In other words, let God distract you. You know, like what if it's the opposite? From do it opposite. Else, yeah. yeah, do it opposite and say, Lord, distract me anytime you want. You know, and, and Paul and Silas, they kept their eyes on God and they worshiped him. And at midnight, we know the prison doors opened and they went right back to what they were doing. You know, a little bit of interruption, but uh, they never got distracted from God. They praised him. They knew who their God was. So just keep that in mind. And and uh, you find yourself getting distracted. Just And ask God. Just say, just get me back into my lane, please, Lord. Because uh, you'll know. You'll know because things will change and things will be different. So it's awesome. Yeah. Give God the... Um... Yeah. 
the, the freedom to get involved. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't know if any of you out there, you know, I've been to churches and I've heard great messages. And then I've heard, I mean, thousands of people are at church, Hal. And then I, and then I hear a great message. And then at the end, the pastor goes, anybody want to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior? And like 10, 15, 20 people raise their hand. They're not saved, but they're in church. So I want to talk to you and I want you to say a prayer out for the people for salvation because you might be watching this and yet you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you need one. Okay, you need a personal, not only to get to heaven someday, to, to live the abundant life here on earth now while you're here and to experience the blessings in every way. So I'm going to have Al lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit at the same time. Get the Holy Spirit, baptism in the Holy Spirit, just receive him today so your life could go on a new path. Yeah, absolutely. You need to um, you need to get saved and born again. This is an important thing, an important decision. I remember many, many, many years ago, someone led me in a prayer of salvation. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at VictoryLifeMinistries.org.